Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along, and if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today we are back in the book of Hebrews chapter 3, and we'll be putting in um, at verse 12, going down to verse 15. Now, yesterday and the day before, we've been studying this this book area uh, in Hebrews, and we've been talking about, as McGee says, another one of our danger signs, uh, the danger of doubting, the danger of having hardened hearts. And uh, the writer, possibly Paul, has been quoting Psalm 95. Uh, he's been quoting Psalm 95, um, verses 7 through 11. And this psalm had to do uh, with an illustration because uh, we'd been talking about Moses, um, Moses' faithfulness, but Jesus being superior to Moses. But we're sort of talking now about Israel's faith, faithfulness being actually unfaithful. We could call it faithlessness. But the danger of faithlessness, the danger when your faith falls away, the danger when of the cause of hardened hearts. So when we are unfaithful, when we are in sin, it usually has to do with your hearts. Your hearts are hardened. Your hearts are unbelieving hearts. And what resulted with Israel is because their hearts were hardened, they would not uh, accept God's word. They were self-serving and as we discussed yesterday, they were left in their own spiritual wilderness. And so we don't want to be in a spiritual wilderness. And this is a danger. This is something that we have to carefully consider Christ. Um, we have to consider Jesus carefully as this chapter starts off. So we are carefully considering Christ and to Harden your hearts to the Word of God is hardening your hearts to Jesus Christ, His gift for you, His gospel gift for you. So, once again, as we take up in in um, in uh, verse twelve, it starts off: "Take care." In other words, be careful, brothers, lest there be in any of you 
an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. That's it. That's a big statement right there. Don't miss this one. Don't overlook this. The last thing you want is an unbelieving heart, a heart that doesn't trust what God has to say. Now, it may not be all at once. You, you know, it's not like you're going to wake up and say, you know what, I don't believe in God anymore. Now, that may happen. But most of us, that you wake up and you're running around and you got things on your mind. You got a list of things to do or you got a list of things to do at school or at work or at home or with another person or for another person or you're trying to work so that something will work out the right way or you wake up and you got health concerns on your mind. You're worried about cancer. You're worried about your heart. You're worried about your kidneys. You're worried about maybe you've had a stroke. You know, so many things can happen. And you're worried about so many things. The writer here is saying, God speaking to is saying, be careful. Be careful. Because if you let your heart start centering on the world and on other people or even worse, on yourself, you're not going to be centered on me. You're not going to trust me. You're not going to trust my ways. And you can't enter into my rest if you're isolating yourself from me. So it says, take care. Don't let any unbelieving, don't don't wake up with an unbelieving heart. Okay? Because an unbelieving heart can fall away, can fall away from the living God. God's alive. You're dead in your sins. I'm dead in my sins. And we sometimes take for granted that God is a living God. God's the one who's going to be living. We're the ones who are dead just living on borrowed time. Be careful. It is the beginning of sin is an unbelieving heart. And you say, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still a believer. I just made a mistake. But if you, if you trace it back, if you believed in God the way you're supposed to believe in God, the ultimate belief in God, if you have the ultimate faith in God, you're not going to worry about any problem. Arguments just don't matter. Whoever wins something just doesn't matter. Or if somebody shortchanges you, it really doesn't matter before the living God. The living God is giving you life. What's that other person giving you? What's that other argument won for you? You want to talk politics? You want to talk with somebody who wants to have socialism or communism or something like that and you don't agree with it and you want to get into a heated argument? Does it matter before the living God? The only reason you would live anyway is within the living God, within the rest that comes from entering into the peace and the rest, the condition of the relationship of that living God. Center your hearts on Christ. Center your hearts on the living God. And don't let your heart be an unbelieving heart. Now, it doesn't mean you've just completely stopped believing in God. But if you let your 
heart off dead center of Him. If you let your heart start worrying about the day, you're believing in the day. You're believing in the schedule. Now, that doesn't mean to be prudent, not to be prudent or not to be careful. You know, we're not just supposed to sit around and just sleep all the time saying, you know what, I believe in God all the time and everything will take care of itself. No. God calls us to to work. God calls us to be diligent. God calls us to be holy, and He knows we're not holy. He know we're holy because of His presence in us, but we're still, we're still people who have physical bodies who still make mistakes. So this is a warning to us to continue to walk in His ways. But we need, but as it says in 13, but exhort one another every day as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Exhort one another. In other words, in your faith, in a believing heart, faith is called for in this hour. My study Bible says faith is called for in this hour and mutual exhortation sustains and strengthens faith. We're sustained by one another, by one another's faith. Build one another up every day. Exhort one another every day as you're exalting God every day. Exhort one another every day as long as it is called today. All day long. What are you supposed to do? Build one another up all day long. As long as you call it today. Worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. But build one another up. So that none of you may be hardened by sin. By your own, by sin's deceitfulness. That is the deceitfulness of this world. That if you worry enough, it matters. And the big lie, one of the big lies, is if you worry enough, it's going to make a difference. But the truth is, you can worry all you want. Won't make a difference. Still going to die. We saw all that, remember, when we were studying the uh, book of Ecclesiastes, all the lessons that King Solomon was writing, all his vanity under the sun. And he looked at all the different ways you could live a life from all the different ways you could worry or all the different philosophies. And none of them matter in the end. The only thing matters in the end is, is we have a living God. Everything around the living God's going to die because we're all living in a, a sinful world, a world that is fallen. Don't be hardened by the thinking and the philosophy of the world. The only thing that matters is the living God. So exhort one another every day. Verse 14, For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. Okay? So we want to share. We want to share in Christ. We want to share the peace that we have in Christ. We want to share the love that we have from Christ to one another. We want to share our faith in Christ. We want to share in that exhortation every day. Share your faith. Exhort one another. Build one another up. 
lest any of you have hardened hearts by the deceitfulness of sin. You need to hear somebody else's encouragement just as much as they need to hear encouragement from you. That's what you need to do. That's what keeps you. And he concludes this little passage with another quote from Psalm 95, 7 through 8, just like it started back in verse 7. It says, Today, and it says in verse 15, As it is said, as it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Okay? If you hear God speaking, the main thing you need to do is don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. What do we need to do in verse 14? Share Christ with one another. Exhort one another. Build one another up every day. Because you've got to take care of your heart. It says in verse 12, take care. Consider this carefully. Take care of your heart. You don't want to let your heart become an unbelieving heart or a heart that's not trusting. We want to hold our original confidence, our original faith firm to the end. We want firm hearts, firm in faith, not hardened with one another, lest we Harden our hearts as in the rebellion when Israel was rebelling. And we end up like Israel in spiritual wilderness, wandering in the desert 40 years. God says, I loathed that generation. This is Psalm 95 verse 10. There are people who go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. Therefore, I Swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Again, Psalm 95. Don't harden your heart. So, this is a great place for us to stop. We'll stop for the weekend. And maybe you can come back to some of these scriptures and just pray about them, meditate on them. But one thing to do is carefully consider to take care of your heart. Let your heart centered, be centered on Christ. Exalt God every day. Exhort one another every day. So for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. And I'll see you next time. We'll start back on Monday as we continue our study through this really powerful book of Hebrews. So now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, hope you're doing great, and I look forward to hearing what you've got to say on this awesome teaching. God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Hebrews chapter 3, beginning at verse 10 all the way to verse 15. So we are in the chapter where we are now looking at the second danger signal, and that's the peril of doubting God. So we have already seen, you know, the first danger signal in um, our previous study. And now um, we have, you know, the second danger signal. So uh, the first danger signal was... um, 
you know, just neglect, neglecting the word of God. And now um, here we have the second danger signal of, you know, the peril of doubting God. So the writer here is speaking to those already saved but are not entering into the blessings of the Christian life and that, you know, they doubt God and, you know, as a result, they are having a wilderness experience. So, um, you know, it likens the experience of the believers then, you know, to the, the, these who are being written about, the Hebrews then, to the believers that were redeemed out of Egypt, but that generation died in the wilderness because they doubted God. They didn't enter into the promised land, Canaan. And, you know, they never knew the blessings of um, Canaan. So, you know, we are saved by faith and uh, we walk by faith. So the writer speaks um, of it here as rest. And in scripture, there, you know, there is five different, five different types of rests that are mentioned. So, you know, we have first the rest of um creation that's creation rest so when God created the heaven and the earth he rested on the seventh day it wasn't because he was tired no it was because he was done there was nothing there was no more nothing else to add on or to create so he didn't need to actually do any more so he rested from creation so that's um you know the first type of rest then the second type of rest that's um you know there is the you know there's the entrance into canine and that's um not being talked about oh sorry that's what's being talked about here and then you know uh the analogy is the rest of consecration that's um to 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 keep, to keep something as sacred that's the rest of obedience to him um that's yielding and surrendering so our lives to him and um taking his yoke upon ourselves so um that's the third kind of rest that's the third kind of rest and then the fourth kind of rest here um you know there's the rest of salvation so he takes the burden of sin upon himself in order for us to actually rest um in him and then um we have the fifth type of rest that's the um the rest of heaven so these are the five types of rest so three of the rests are mentioned in chapters 3 and 4 um so now um, verse 10 of Hebrews chapter 3 reads, Therefore I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their hearts and they have not known my ways. So here, here is another therefore. So that's a swinging door. It swings into the past and into the present. Uh, it's swinging back and forth. Um, so it's talking about the generation that was redeemed out of Egypt and, you know, they doubted God and, you know, um, he was angry with that generation because their hearts went astray. So they erred in their hearts. It doesn't say they erred in their minds, they erred in their hearts. The generation that came out of Egypt are given, uh, to the believers in apostolic days today. That's the Hebrew believers, um, or sorry, the apostolic um, days, that's the Hebrew believers then, when the writer was writing this, you know, and it's as a warning to them not to do the same thing as there was a danger of them uh, repeating the same thing that, you know, um, the children of Israel did, you know, when they doubted God, when they were uh, uh, in the wilderness. And it's also a message for us today. It's a message for you and me. 
So we have the same kind of danger and this is going astray by erring in our hearts, by not putting our trust and our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, this is our problem today. This is our sin today. Um, you know, Dr. Jeevan McGee mentioned so much um, in today's study about um, not wanting to let go of certain sins, you know, not wanting to, to, to believe in, in um, our Lord Jesus Christ because we don't want to let go of our sins. We don't want to let go of our habit, you know, and that's our sins. So um, because we tend to doubt God is not going to come through for us. And, you know, that's the greatest sin. So verse 11 goes on to read, So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. So God took an oath. He didn't need to take an oath, but he took an oath. And uh, because, you know, of the unbelief of, um, here's the swinging door again, because of the unbelief of those people, um, his, uh, the children of Israel that he redeemed out of um, Egypt. So God said that generation shall not enter into the promised land, into his rest. So, you know, until we come to Christ and accept him as our savior and walk by faith and commit to him, we won't know the joys of Canaan. We won't know the joys of that promised land. We won't know the joys of rest. Um, today, there are so many wilderness um, Christians in our churches, you know, um, who are not at rest, you know, and wilderness is... is um, you know, is death, is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, there's no calm, there's no joy, um, that's wilderness. And we have so many wilderness Christians who are, who are very restless um, as they do not put their complete faith in God. And we do that a lot. I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. And yeah, I know it's, it's, it's like a bitter pill to swallow and all, but um, we do not put our complete faith in God. God is a creator. He, he, no burden is too small or, or, or too big for him, you know, but we choose not to put our complete faith and trust in him because of the type of sinful lives we lead. We do not want to let go of certain sins and let God in and, and like let God fully be in control. So lots of Christians today don't know what rest is as they haven't trusted God completely. We do not know what complete rest is. Um, scripture goes on to read in verse 12. <clears throat> Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you any evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So here, you know, this actually could be true of believers today and it's actually true of believers today and you know the sin here is unbelief that is being talked about and all of us we have that doubt you know that just doubt uh where we where we actually just like uh, we, we we believe you know god is not going to come through for us look at um uh, who walks in water was it peter yes when he doubted you know he was told to walk on water and he doubted and he sunk so, you know, the great sin that the children of Israel committed in that day, you know, it wasn't murder, it wasn't, um, you know, fornication or, you know, they didn't steal or anything like that. It was just unbelief. That's the greatest sin. And, you know, God swore in his wrath that they shall not enter his rest. And that was canine. So they became you no know, wilderness Christians who are very restless. Verse 13 goes on to read, but exhort one another daily while it is called Today, least any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So we have to exhort one another daily. You know, we have to encourage one another. We have to, um, 
you know, share the good news to one another. Um, so we should encourage one another today in the now. You know, now is the good time to actually share the gospel and the good news of God. So it's unbelief of the heart today that's robbing people of salvation. Um, you know, man today doesn't have any intellectual problems. A lot of people say, oh no, I really don't understand this. We do not have any intellectual problem. Man has a sin problem. Because we do not want to let God in control because we do not want to let go of our sins. So we have a sin problem, not an, not an understanding problem. Um, you know, everything is simplified. You know, the word of God, you can pick it up anywhere um, today. Um, it's going out um, in different channels. You know, today, you know, it's a, it's, you know technology has made life easy. Um, I'm listening to Dr. J.B. McGee's podcast, and he, he died many years ago. Um, but they still sound current. And we're doing this podcast with my brother-in-law all the way in the U.S. and all, and the Word of God is actually going out. So it's not an intellectual problem or a matter of not understanding. It's just a sin problem. So man has a sin problem, and he doesn't want to give up sin. That, you know, the sin that he's actually living in, and he doesn't want to give it up for Jesus. So, you know, if we go to... Um, Second Corinthians, it has to do with Moses. So Second Corinthians chapter three, beginning at verse six, uh, it reads, <clears throat> verse six, uh, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So here the law condemns us and only the Holy Spirit can give us life. Um, verse 7 goes on to read, But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stone was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. So here now, you know, um, the ministry of death. So here they talk, you know, the Ten Commandments. Um that glory was actually, um, you know, was to disappear. Uh, the glory it actually came with when Moses was handed the Ten Commandments, it was actually disappearing. So I'll dr um, dropping down to verse 11, uh, it goes on to read, For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. So now here, you know, looking at the Ten Commandments, yes, it was glorious. Um, um, you know, it was a conduct of, of, of living that was given to the people and you know it was the law and the law condemns and then now you know that glory was actually disappearing so the contrast is made here that the glory of you know it, 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 contrast is made the glory of the law so Moses face shone when he came down and there was glory you know when he received those laws the ten commandments you know when he came down in um, the law and it was more glory and, and you know now it was disappearing um, so what was coming was actually much more glorious and, um, than the, the law that actually Moses came with and, you know, and that was Christ. So we have more glory, um, in, in our Lord Jesus Christ because he died for us on that cross and, um, in order for, for, for God to actually have grace and mercy to save us because if we were living by the law, oh, we'd all be like gone. So verse 12 and 13 in Corinthians, I'm still in the book of Corinthians, um, it reads, Unlike Moses, who puts a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. 
but their minds were blinded for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the old testament because the veil is taken away in christ so here now moses you know he didn't put a veil um on his face you know to act as a dimmer uh in order to dim the glory um that glory that's um that was there um, just when the, the, the law was actually received, was disappearing. Every mo- and, you know, every morning Moses got up and he put a veil over his face so that, you know, they wouldn't actually know it today. So, so, sorry, so that they wouldn't know about it. And today, you know, we have glory in Christ. So, you know, they were blinded um, because they were living in unbelief and in sin. So they were blinded and, you know, they couldn't actually see that that glory was actually disappearing. And, you know, today we have that glory in our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, died and resurrected, um, the glory, he, he, he was given uh, more glory. There's glory in the man, uh, in our Lord Jesus Christ, when he went da- up there and sat at the right hand of our Lord, um, of, 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 of God. So verse 15, 14 and 15 in the book of Corinthians chapter 3, it goes on to read, but their minds were blinded for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the old testament because the veil is taken away in christ but even to this day when moses is <coughs> sorry excuse me but even to this day when moses is read a veil lies on their hearts so now you know they do talk about um it actually talks about um, an intellectual problem, you know, the intellectual problems. But this is not uh, the problem here. Right now, the problem with man is not intellectual. The problem is a heart problem. Because um, here it says, uh, but even today when uh, Moses is read a veil on their heart, you know, they don't place a veil on their heads, they place a veil on their heart. So the problem that we have today is the sin that we have in our hearts. It's a, it's a sin problem, and this is keeping us from Christ today. The sin is in our lives, which we don't want to give up for Christ. So um, you know, verse, in verse 16, you know, when the heart turns to the Lord, the veil from the mind is actually removed. And when the heart turns to Christ, you know, that veil from our minds is actually removed. And verse 17, you know, Christ through the Holy Spirit, will move, you know, um, into our lives and makes, and, you know, it, it makes him real as he's doing for people today. Um, you know, we can see the many um, blessings um, that Christ is doing today. If we just let Christ in our hearts, you know, um, then we will have rest in him. And that's verse 17, and it reads, Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty so there is freedom you know you have that sense of freedom um you know when we completely accept and have faith in our lord jesus christ that he will come through for us and he will be there for us verse 18 in the book of uh, second corinthians verse chapter 3 uh, it reads but we all with unveiled face beholding as a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord so here if we turn to him our future is 
glorious it's like beyond comprehension it's a very glorious future and we can grow in grace and in his knowledge so back to hebrews uh verse 13 um it goes on to read and that's chapter 3 verse 13 but exhort one another daily while he it is called today least any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin so he says exhort one another daily it's today in the now today is you know a believer can live a dishonest life and believe that his life is satisfactory to god when um he's leading a wilderness life you know you have a lot of people today you know they they would give the most pious prayer but they are the most dishonest people um, in town they're the most dishonest people you've come across these are people who are hardened by sin and that's our problem today our problem is a sin problem verse 14 and 15 goes on to read for we have become partakers of christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end while he said today if you will hear his voice do not harden your hearts uh, as in the rebellion so we are in Christ and he belongs to us let us not harden our hearts let us put our confidence and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ um, and let us not live like the wilderness Christians um, like the example given um, uh, you know in the time of Moses when they failed to enter the promised land because they doubted they did not put their complete faith and trust in God so we have a more glorious thing today and that is the Lord Jesus Christ so yeah this is today's teaching it's been great thank you all for listening in God bless and have a pleasant blessed Friday bye bye <music>